It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Thursday, December 20th and a new top five win of the year. Candidate for the Pistons is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here in the Motor City covering the NBA for the Associated Press and the Detroit News, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thank you for the listen. Sorry for the afternoon drop of the podcast today. Had a buddy call me after the game after I watched it and said, hey, I'm in town only for another couple weeks and uh, one of my best friends, so we had to go catch a drink and you know how that goes during the holiday season. So apologies to those of you who expect it every morning. But um, we're going with a Thursday show today and this will be the final one for the week as I'm heading up to Mount Pleasant tonight to go cover the Central Michigan women's basketball team against number three Louisville for AP. So check that out on my social media today as well. But today we're going to be talking about Wednesday's thrilling overtime victory for the Pistons. Reggie, Reggie, Blake, and of course a big unlikely shot by uh, a hero of the game that uh, one that uh, we might remember for a couple weeks here if the Pistons are able to turn things around in a major way like they seem to do after all the losses. They kind of stack some wins. It's going to be kind of game recap and preview-centric today on the podcast. As you can imagine, the meat and potatoes, the things you need going into the weekend, the things you need to know for a big weekend of Pistons basketball. We're going to preview the Charlotte game on Friday night and also the Atlanta game on Sunday afternoon. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at uh, Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Really appreciate you guys. Give us the follow, all the love on social media. Love interacting with you guys. Love getting the the tweets and all that good stuff. But the Pistons get the 129-123 to 123 victory in overtime Wednesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Detroit trailed by 14 points heading into the fourth quarter, but outscored many 20 points a margin the rest of the way. The Pistons shot 20 of 48 from three-point land, including a 41.7% click. Bullock, Jackson, and Griffin combined for 15 of 27 from three-point land. So those guys hit it. I said click on that lesson. I mean clip, of course. But um, several of those threes that those guys knocked down of the big-time variety for the Detroit Pistons. The biggest three, though, came with the Pistons down two with 246 left in overtime. And Andre Drummond on an absolute broken play ended up with the ball at the end of the shot clock in the corner. A shot that he absolutely had to take, given the circumstances, knocked it down, and then talked a little bit of junk to the Minnesota bench as Tom Thibodeau could not believe his eyes. Pistons Nation probably couldn't believe their eyes either. We'll let Andre throw up a couple more threes here over these next few games if he feels like it, just because um, he's on borrowed time as far as that. He's earned it. So Dre had uh, 16 points and 16 rebounds, outplaying Carl Anthony Towns, who for a guy who has great numbers, and I'm told by all, everyone who... Follows the league and watches the league as a very, very good player. 
it just kind of seems like he's just another dude out there sometimes. Um, trying to think, I was trying to think last night of who he reminds me of. Um, kind of like a doughy, fairly ineffective post player who shoots a lot of jumpers. Obviously, I, I can remember one he threw up kind of in the clutch from three last night where he clanked it off the backboard and almost rolled it into the rim. One of those like um, guy who is not used to shooting threes, throwing up a three in a game-time situation. Uh, but again, um, I know he's a very good player. I was going to throw out like a Sam Perkins in his old days reference uh, for a comparison, but that's a disrespectful. Um, maybe you guys have an idea. Who does he remind you of, especially when he plays against the Pistons in some of these games? But um, uh, and, I, and again, I'm continuously unimpressed by him. And again, I'm sure it's just in games I've seen. Going to give him the credit, the benefit of the doubt here. But everyone talks about it, his efficiency numbers are so good. He does a lot in little opportunities and that's a good thing and that helps the math and that's good for the analytical game but I kind of prefer a guy who puts more of his stamp on the game you know his kind of uh wills his team a little bit I mean I've heard other folks uh around the NBA talk about that too as far as analysts for a guy who's supposed to be this no doubt franchise centerpiece why do I always watch him and think oh yeah Carl Anthony Towns is out there meanwhile Speaking of guys who appeared to be stars for their team last night, Derrick Rose hit all the big shots, 33 points and an outstanding effort for him. Uh, Robert Covington couldn't miss, 22 points, three big three-pointers, a thorn in the side of the Pistons. There's a guy who certainly made his presence felt in a lot of different ways on Wednesday night. Blake Griffin, presence uh, once again, 34 points, despite missing the shoot-around with an illness. Earlier in the day, he had eight rebounds, four assists, and only two turnovers after he committed 10 on Monday. Didn't try to do too much, as they say in the uh, the analyst game. But uh, you know who did do too, do, did a lot and maybe too much from the Minnesota perspective? That was Reggie Bullock. Once again, a career high for the second straight game. This time obliterates his career high, which was 24 on Monday night, with a 33-point effort on 12 of 21 shooting. Just big baskets when it was needed for the first three quarters of the game. Didn't let the game get away and also hit some in the three too. Uh, but for most of the middle portions of the game, kind of kept the Pistons in it while they were, were uh, scuffling a little bit. Couldn't hit some big shots uh, that, were there, that were there when they needed. Um, it was kind of tough to watch because you, the effort was there for the Pistons throughout the game. The offense was there, but like I said, couldn't knock. They had the 12-0 start, fell behind quickly after that, but then... Um, Minnesota kind of stretched the league out, lead out to seven to ten points for what seemed like forever in the second or third quarter. The Pistons would go on like a, a mini run of two straight good plays, get it down to, to five or six a bunch of times in the third, but couldn't get that next play to really bust open a rally. Uh, had a stretch of free throws in the third quarter that they missed a bunch, I think one of six in a short span. Um, felt like it was going to be a loss, a frustrating night coming for Pistons fans, but to his credit, Reggie Jackson, the much maligned Reggie Jackson, came in for the fourth quarter and made huge plays for the Pistons, hit big shots, even cracked a smile slash smirk after one. And I know that uh, um, it's not important in the, 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 the most important senses of the word. I mean, it's more important to make big plays than to look like you're having a good time. But Reggie has been wearing his negative emotions all over his face lately. I know you've seen it if you're if you're watching the games. He's irritated with his role, probably irritated with how he's playing, and he's irritated with being irritated right now. I've been there on the basketball court myself where you're kind of in this thing where you can't get out of it, and um, you, you see a hopeless situation ahead of you as far as how you fit into this team. And um, we need him to be engaged and feeling like he's not only part of the team, but an important part of the team. And obviously he has to uh, earn back a lot of the trust and a lot of that role 
with big nights and also effort and uh, big, you know, a little <laughs> go from extremely poor defense to something like just regular poor defense or something like that. But he made it happen on Wednesday night with 24 points and six assists, led the team with a plus 13 on the night. I know individual game plus minuses aren't the greatest stat in the world, but certainly a nice indicator and it really rang true with him with how he played on Wednesday night. The Pistons moved to 15 and 14. Easier times ahead on the schedule. The team is now the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, two games inside the Eastern Conference playoff hunt. But up next, we're going to talk about Friday night's game with the Charlotte Hornets, a red-letter one, as we like to say. But is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right here, right now, on Locked on Pistons. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors that they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males with more education and more earning power than traditional media audiences. So have your company sponsor Locked on Pistons and email me for interest at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com to find out more. Yes, sir! The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A little bit later on, we will break down the Atlanta Hawks game on Sunday, but I forgot about Mason there in the first segment. So every time the Pistons win, we call on Mason, and there he was. Better late than never for the Pistons' victory on Wednesday night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But we'll see if maybe um, we can do the double Mason on Monday after the Pistons have a two-win weekend. That's right. Uh, My plan is to drop an episode on Christmas Eve, early Monday morning, to hold you guys over for the holidays. Appreciate you checking out that one out. Of course, then we'll be recapping the weekend and uh, maybe preview the Christmas slate a little bit that doesn't include the Pistons. So look for that on Monday. We'll drop another one, two, maybe three episodes on Wednesday through Friday of next week, too. Not exactly sure on how that'll go in terms of schedule, but you guys will give me a free pass a little bit here for the holidays. I just know that. So we'll be back in the regular routine after the new year. But first, the business is at hand against the Charlotte Hornets on Friday night on the road, a road game that I imagine will get... Not great ratings for a Friday night. Feels like a Christmas party kind of night. Maybe meet up with the family and friends a little bit. But a huge one for the Pistons nonetheless. I know the diehards will be tuned in. Of course, that uh, five-game homestand that the Pistons opened in Charlotte for the uh, Hornets and the Queen City, that started with, obviously, the dramatic come-from-behind win for the Hornets against the Pistons. The Jeremy Lamb corner shot, you remember it well, I'm sure. That, but that uh, was the first of five, and this will be the last of five. And in between, it's resulted in an unre- unremarkable 2-2 two and two slate so far for James Borrego's team. The win against Cleveland on Wednesday, but losses to the New York Knicks in overtime and also to LeBron James and the Lakers. So really with the schedule, how it is, a couple of red-letter games with the Pistons bookending it there. But uh, the homestand could be salvaged a little bit here with a win on Friday night against Detroit. 3-2 and two with two important wins against the Pistons would be a nice one for the Hornets there. Um, I don't see a line as I tape this on Thursday afternoon, so I'll leave that to you degenerates to find yourself. I hope you can find it. MyBookie.ag, of course, is the place to go to check those things out. Uh, Charlotte got back on track on Wednesday after the two losses to New York and L.A. They did beat Cleveland, lowly Cleveland. So the Hornets are back to 500 at 15-15 and 15 with that win. Um, 
they fell behind double digits against the, the Cavaliers, interestingly. Kemba Walker struggled against the Knicks and the Lakers and was struggling early on Wednesday, too, as he pretty much has, like I said, every game since Detroit was there. Uh, he got it together, though, and scored 30 points on Wednesday. He had four points on Saturday night, which is crazy. Uh, a season low for him, obviously. Pistons need to frustrate him early. Maybe a night where Bruce Brown or Stanley Johnson is taxed with getting the assignment early and uh, making life tough for him at times. Maybe just try something new against the guy. We know the Pistons' point guard defense is probably, it's got to be the worst in the NBA, I'm thinking. But um, maybe there's some stats out there we can check as far as um, opposing point guard productivity would be one way of trying to find that out. But um, just, you know, the defensive numbers, and you you guys know from me, I'm not a big uh, advanced stats guy when it comes to defense as far as something that I've seen that I really appreciate, but um, just try something new. Run some double teams, something against Kemba Walker to make his life tougher. Obviously a tough guy to stop, so we can see what Dwayne Casey and the defense can try to do against him on the road on Friday night in a huge game. Charlotte, though, something to keep in mind, they have a front-loaded schedule this year. They've got the All-Star Weekend coming in February and two conference basketball tournaments in March at their arena as well, so they're going to have a tough time in the second half. The NBA set them up with a bunch of home games early, and they're going to be on the road late. And that's good news for the Pistons as they're ahead of the Hornets right now, and the Hornets are the team that's going to play 29 of their final 51 games on the road. So we'll see how this one goes on Friday night. Time for the Pistons to break this four-game losing streak against Charlotte. The time is right now. Well, actually, not right now. It's Friday night when they step onto that uh, that court. But the Locked On Podcast Network, we're doing unprecedented things on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, follow Locked On NBA. That's the handle there. And you get all the Locked On Podcast Network local hosts covering their NBA teams on one feed. It's amazing during games, breaking news, and just to get the local perspective on everything about the league. On Instagram, check out Locked On NBA Net. It's giving you the biggest stories in one minute feed bursts on your Instagram stories list, or also uh, longer cuts on the biggest stories in your feed. So make sure to follow Locked On NBA Net on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, it's, it's just must follows. You got to do it, and we appreciate the, you doing those things for us here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But next, we're going to talk about actually first. Let's let's run down that um, Christmas schedule once again. I know that this might be the last episode that some of you guys listen to before Tuesday's games, but I wanted to make sure you were equipped for the holiday. Milwaukee is going to be at the New York Knicks at noon on Christmas Day, 76ers and Celtics at 5.30, and Thunder at Rockets at 3 o'clock. Now, I'm looking at those three games, and it's always nice to watch Giannis, and he's young enough where uh, he's a division rival, and he's a little bit ornery of a player sometimes, so I don't. I, I still, still enjoy watching Giannis. And, of course, the New York Knicks are so young and and harmless that uh, no need to have animosity watching that one. So maybe watch that one while doing presents or something like that in the background. But then uh, 76ers and Celtics, Thunder and Rockets. I've talked about this the other day. Two games that I'm really not interested in watching. I'm not not fans of either of those teams. And, of course, with the Thunder and the Rockets, not fans of those uh, really the top players on both of those uh, teams. Really, uh, I'll Paul George. I kind of I enjoy the the basketball stylings of one Paul George. But then the the nightcaps or the big one, eight o'clock on ABC, Lakers and Warriors. Of course, that is the one to uh, to look out for. The one that we've been waiting for since LeBron joined forces with uh, well, not too many forces, but he, he joined forces with Hollywood, I guess is the way to put it. That's going to be the ratings one. You know, the NBA did a, their due diligence when moving their primetime top game of Christmas from the 5 o'clock slot to down to like a, an 8 o'clock slot. So they know what they're doing. They know what the people's Christmas routines are, and it, it's worth it. I mean, it's worth kind of shifting the routine around a little bit unless you're someone that's got to hit multiple 
uh, Christmas stops or something like that. So check out the Lakers and Warriors. Lakers by right now, by the way, 18 and 13. So playing pretty well. Um, a team that I think is going to be in the playoffs firmly in the Western Conference. Although there was a lot of hot takes out there that uh, they weren't going to make it or still aren't going to make it in the playoffs. So make sure to remind those folks come uh, springtime uh, about their predictions. But Trailblazers and Jazz will close out the day. Jazz, 15 and 17, kind of struggling. I mean, it's just under 500, so not like an insurmountable hole they're digging, but the Western Conference, we know how tough it is to reach. Even getting the playoffs in the Western Conference is going to be tough with 10 or so, maybe 11 good teams out there that uh, should be playoff caliber. So Trailblazers and Jazz, 10-30 from Salt Lake City there. But um, some good stuff to check out. And like I said, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks next. Coming to Detroit on Sunday afternoon. That's next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team every day. (laughs) The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, speaking of huge games, the Lions with the home finale on Sunday afternoon against the Minnesota Vikings. Your boy's going to be in attendance on Saturday. I'll be at Michigan Air Force. Uh, Monday I'll be at Lions practice. I mean, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not making jokes. It's it's going to be a great weekend. But uh, you can imagine the roar of the crowd on Sunday at Ford Field in downtown Detroit. But you should still be following the Locked On Lions podcast. Matt Derry does a great job of uh, being critical when he needs to be critical, which is very often with the Detroit Lions. You know how he shoots it straight for you. But check out the Locked On Lions podcast on the network, which is the number one sport local sports daily podcast network, the Locked On Network. And also check out Isaiah Hole and Will Hunter. Isaiah with Locked On Wolverines and, and Will Hunter with Locked On Spartans. Those guys are um, all over the uh, early signing period, which opened. And, of course, it's pretty much replaced National Signing Day. There's some other names out there to be had, but uh, most of the names already signed, sealed, and delivered for Mark D'Antonio's team and also for Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. But, um, man, the Hawks coming to town on Sunday afternoon, a 4 o'clock game, one of those weird matinees that uh, sometimes begets different kinds of performances, interesting kinds of energy or lack thereof for the crowd and also for the Pistons. So uh, kind of a, you know, not not the ideal situation where you want to be playing a team like the Hawks. You probably want as many variables as possible to be removed so that that team doesn't get hot or pull an upset. But they're the Hawks. They suck. They're 7-23 entering Friday night's game in New York. So Pistons in Charlotte on Friday. Atlanta in New York on Friday, and then they're both playing Detroit, in Detroit on Sunday for a 4 o'clock game. So no inherent rest advantage for either team there. Uh, the Hawks heading into Friday night's game in New York are losers of 7 of 9. They have Torian Prince, Miles Plumley, and rookie Amari Spellman on the sidelines right now with injuries. Those guys were out Wednesday against the Washington Wizards, which is a win by the Atlanta Hawks, by the way. And you know you're bad when um, my voice goes up a few octaves when I say that you won an NBA basketball game. They won! Can you imagine that? But uh, the Hawks got the win. And uh, not sure if uh, Prince or Plumlee or Spellman will be back. Uh, it sounds like Prince pretty much no chance, but uh, Plumlee and Spellman, maybe more of the day-to-day varieties with their injuries. So we will see. Um, check that out on Sunday. Uh, the Twitters will have that. 
information for you on Sunday. But um, bottom line, it, it, those kind of things should not matter. This is the type of team that the Pistons should take care of business against. Um, they hammered them in Atlanta earlier this year, one of the more pre- impressive performances this uh, season by the Pistons. And the good news is you don't really have to play that well against a horrific team like this. You just need to play hard. But uh, you also inherently know that in the back of your head. So sometimes maybe uh, for whatever reason, uh, teams don't come out so well, especially these Pistons. But although I'll give them credit, they've won a lot of these types of games this year. The Stan Van Gundy year was maybe more known for struggling against uh, some some teams. But there is a really interesting storyline to keep an eye on. How about a tryout, basically, for Jeremy Lin, the backup point guard for Atlanta. You know him from Lin Sanity in New York. He could be in the crosshairs of the Pistons front office as a possible reasonably affordable trade chip if the Pistons want to upgrade at the one position and get some depth in there, too. So it could be a chance for him to audition for the Pistons. He had 16, including a big fourth quarter on Wednesday in that win against John Wall in Washington. John Wall, another guy linked to the Pistons by your favorite podcasts everywhere over these last couple months. Uh, you know, the Hawks, they got John Collins, Trey Young, Kent Bazemore. Kevin Herter is starting, by the way, the rookie from Maryland who should not be an NBA starter at this point. So that's bad. you got to exploit them. you got to beat Lloyd Pierce and those guys coming up from Atlanta. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also, the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. Um, check us out on Facebook, Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back with a Monday episode on Christmas Eve, which you should make sure and download if I'm going through the trouble to putting together one for you for the holidays. So you could, the least you could do is go ahead and download that one, and we appreciate you for that, and also spreading the word with your family and friends about the podcast during the holidays here upcoming. This is your host, Matt Shook, saying have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.